do you ever look at your sweet baby dog and think, can he smell death? (laughs) Do you ever think when your little sweet baby boy or baby girl is out in the lawn and they're really like sniffing at something and they don't want to come along when you're maybe on a walk or calling to them, do you ever think that they're smelling a dead body under your yard? Do you ever think that they could maybe possibly smell death on you? Do you think your dog's up to the task of being a cadaver dog? Welcome to Plot Twist. Morgan. Today at lunch, I sat by somebody who smelled so strongly of formaldehyde, I thought they might be a zombie. <laughs> My name is Janelle, and we are unable to use the kitchen table in our dining room because that is my dog's favorite place to sit. This is Plot Twisted Grave Affair. We'll be talking about everything that happens at the funeral home and beyond. All right, today we're talking about Cadaver dogs. Cadaver dogs. I'm just excited because I love dogs. (laughs) I love death and dogs, so this is perfect. We should we train cadaver dogs? We can get into that. We can we can talk about that. Yeah. Um well let's get into what it takes to train a cadaver dog. There are three main types of cadaver dogs, field dogs. Disaster dogs. So field dogs, they just search. Yeah. So the field dogs, pretty much in the name, they're going to search a field or an outdoor area um, that isn't like riddled with disaster. So there aren't maybe a lot of other scents going on. So they like search for someone who's been lost or like an area that they think a murder might have happened or something like that. Yes. And then a disaster dog is something like maybe 9-11 or an earthquake or something like that. They try to find bodies. Exactly. So maybe where there's more rubble involved, maybe where there's other scents, maybe like gases or whatever is involved with that particular disaster. And then there's water dogs that they search for bodies in the water and they... So, this is very interesting. I feel like we could maybe make a separate episode on water cadaver dogs. So, it's super interesting. They don't even need to get into the water. Oh. They can just go to a body of water and sniff it out, basically. Or indicate, hey, there may be... A body within this body of water. That's crazy. So they like smell the gases as they come up or the different yes. like chemicals? Yes. That's and crazy. And that would be, a, I believe, a specific part of training mm-hmm. as well. It's really interesting. I didn't look too, too much into it because we were mostly focusing on field dogs from the examples that we're pulling. But we could probably do a whole other episode or maybe a bonus episode on Ooh. water. That's a great idea water dogs i don't know what else to call them they're not really water dogs they're cadaver dogs that work finding individuals in water 
So when it comes to training, cadaver dogs should be trained from an early age. They usually start about like eight weeks old. So very, very young. And it can take up to two years for them to be fully trained and certified. Historically, they've been trained with human remains. There's a lot of obviously ethical problems with that. There are, but it seems to be the best mm-hmm. way to train them, which totally makes sense. Yeah. That's exactly what they're looking for. Um, rotting flesh, bones, blood, saliva, things that come from a post-mortem body. Mm-hmm. So it is still the most recommended by a Mm -hmm. lot of these trainers it has just become increasingly difficult to acquire these items for this type of training yeah it can happen it kind of seems like you need to know the right people who know the right people who know Mm -hmm. the right people kind of thing and i think it varies from state to state yeah and it probably depends on the training facility that trains them a lot of these dogs aren't necessarily trained by training facilities. There are training facilities you can go to from the research I was doing, but a lot of these dogs are being trained at home mm-hmm. by their owners and not going to a training facility. And that probably makes it harder for them to actually like get. It's pretty hard to get human remains. It's possible because p- people do still use them. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get your hands on other things, though. But as we as we can kind of talk about as we're going through these, those may or may not be better options mm-hmm. or worse options. Right. Um, they do have fake, like, imitation chemicals that's supposed to smell like a de- decomposing human. Yes. But which is, you know, not exact to the actual smell of a decomposing human and it's harder to replicate time like over time how a person would decompose mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you want to expose a dog to it's a person human flesh decomposing over time in different parts as well so what they're trying to do with this training is they're trying to imprint the dogs with five different smells blood bone hair teeth and tissue and those come better naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you can, reading the one article, you can get teeth pretty easily. You yeah. can get hair donated pretty easily. Um, Tissue's going to be a harder point to find. Blood and bone is as well. Yeah. So they do have those um, chemical properties these little vials that they sell they're very expensive but anybody can buy them Mm -hmm. they're very very expensive and i'm not a dog trainer so i don't really know how many uses you can get out of them Mm -hmm. it's like four hundred dollars to start with a pack of these and maybe they last a long time but i'm not really sure how many uses i can't imagine they would last that long considering how much training they have to do so it's very expensive Damn. And I'm not sure about the human remains. Um, 
real human remains if you are looking to acquire those and many people still can it's just not going to be as easy as purchasing mm-hmm. something off the internet you're going to have to go through some research some time some jumping through some hoops apparently from one article i was reading they said placentas are really sought after for training because i'm sure they say dogs it's really helps the dogs kind of learn those scents as they decompose and i'm Mm. sure they're easier to get because they're not like donate a placenta and it's just it's gonna be thrown away anyway yeah feels weird sometimes they use dead pigs because you know the hair the skin body mass are similar to humans but then dogs don't always learn to differentiate between a dead pig and a dead human yeah, they smell really different. Yeah. I mean, especially to a dog whose mm-hmm. nose is so, so, um, so much more sensitive than ours. I can't, I had a, I can't remember the statistic. It was like, oh, here it is. I have it. Um, yeah. According to this site, a dog's sense of smell is 10,000 to 100,000 times better than a human's. Well, human. not my dogs. Oh, not my dogs either. But... From the article I was reading regarding using pig, mm-hmm. this tra- this was um, an article somebody was interviewing a trainer. Mm-hmm. And he says people do this, but he does not recommend it at all. It's a cheap alternative, mm-hmm. but it's basically he said the dog's going to be smelling for a pig, not a human. Right. And that's a waste. Yeah. And I understand people have ethical concerns with using human remains, but I mean, I'm sorry, but if you want the dog to be able to find human remains, you probably have to use human remains. And to be fair, there's plenty of them that are accessible. Mm-hmm. Well, to some people, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like they're not super accessible to the dog trainers they need to be, but there are lots of human remains around. <laughs> if you've ever listened to our podcast before, right. like there's a lot of them and they could be being put to better use right this could come from people who want to donate their bodies or maybe body farms that oh yeah have older donations maybe Mm -hmm. they're done with their research i don't know just an idea just a thought plenty of people dying right and they probably don't need all that much they probably don't need like a whole chunk for you know like a whole arm just for one i could see them Using, like, a foot or a hand or, like, an ear. Yeah. Yeah. That should be fine. I don't don't know anything. I don't know if anybody listened to the episode we did about body sales and what was it? A Rikers article about all of the, like, Oh, yeah, Reuters article. A Reuters. I always say it wrong. The Reuters article about the feet, hands, toes, like, everything that were just, like, in these freezers. Mm Mm-hmm. Put it to good use. Yeah, put it to good use. Instead of letting them rot there. Exactly. So the dogs learn some sort of... They learn and develop, I guess, some sort of um, response so that their handler knows when they've found human remains. Usually it's something like lying down. um, And they can tell 
a lot of times from what I was reading, the handlers can kind of tell when they're getting close to something because they can tell they're so used to the way that they sniff and the, the pattern that they sniff and how they react that they can sort of tell as well. But I think they're one of the organizations I was reading about that oversees a lot of these kind of forensic dog, you know, training. They're trying to kind of standardize what the dog's response should be so that when they're going to court and things like that, there's less of a question of, okay, what is this dog really signaling? What does signaling mean? What does that mean Mm -hmm. to the handler? And a well-trained cadaver dog can be up to 95% effective in detecting human remains. And any dog, in theory, could be a cadaver dog. It doesn't have to be a specific type of dog. I did read that bit, too. And I was like, hmm. Like, the typical... I don't know, olden day, like the, you, I usually think of like a bloodhound because back in the days of Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. when they was first started using the cadaver dogs, they were bloodhounds and they were looking for Jack the Ripper victims with bloodhounds. But now they're typically German Shepherds, Malinois, and various breed, like various types of labs are the kind that they use. I don't, I don't know why. Probably because they listen. Those are good yeah. dogs. It's not a husky or a, you know, chihuahua that they don't listen. Yeah. I seriously was skeptical when they said any dog can theoretically be a cadaver dog because my dog <laughs> cannot. I, 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 he acts like he can smell. Like he sniffs all over the place. But we've been working on kind of tossing treats and him catching them. And he'll lose one and not catch it. And he's sniffing all around the floor, sniffing all around the floor. And the we're all standing there going, Voodoo, it's right there. I'm pointing to it. I'm pointing to it. And he just uh. sniffs everywhere else. I'm like, is your nose broken? Like, are you stupid? Walter does that too. When he was younger, we used one of, I don't know, it was a bone or a horn. And we thought, oh, we'll just hide it in the kitchen. We put it inside a shoe very obviously like it was sticking out (laughs) of the shoe in the kitchen couldn't find it it was like really right there same situation like it's you can see if you can't smell it you can see it right right guess not our dogs are stupid our dogs are stupid i actually had been watching some videos from one like a individual trainer a handler who's training his dog Actually, various dogs. He seems like he does different types of training. But he was using that chemical that's supposed to mimic the smell of a Mm -hmm. decomposing human. Um, And he would put them in... They would put some in a... He put multiple, like, wooden boxes. He Mm -hmm. put it in one, the, the chemical in one of the boxes... And then his dog would have to practice, you know, sniffing, signaling, etc. So I was like, let me see if Voodoo can do the bare minimum. Obviously, he's not going to signal. Obviously, it's not going to be human flesh. But I wanted to see if he could do the bare minimum. And I was pleasantly surprised. I put it four shoe boxes and put one of his little treats in one of them. Oh, my um, God. 
<laughs> and I, my, I had to put him in the crate because he like will not leave me the fuck alone. So I didn't want him to see what I was doing. You know, I got to be sneaky about it. He's got to come in fresh. So put him in the crate. My husband lets him out of the crate, zooms around the corner because he knew something was up because I kept fucking with these boxes. <laughs> so he immediately goes around. He goes to the one that has the treat in it, starts sniffing, 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 but then goes and sniffs all the rest of them. But then immediately comes back to that one that had the treat in it. I was like, wow, voodoo, what a great job. It took him, and this is a shoebox with a lid that, you know, just flips open mm-hmm. and closed. It took him a minute, like full s- over 60 seconds to open the box. He was trying to rip it open. I'm like, but if you just like tip it a little bit, that treat will come right out. Oh my God. So I was pleasantly surprised with his sniffing and then also very disappointed about how stupid he is. So it was kind of like a, you know. There's hope for him yet. Yeah, there is. There is. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to put that up on TikTok too eventually. Oh my God. Do it with Walter too. (laughs) I feel like he's going to be worse than voodoo and it's going to be so embarrassing. I don't think there's anything more embarrassing than voodoo. My dog. <laughs> Just my dog. I think our dogs are so dopey. I Sometimes he can be so smart. Like I think he knows mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but then other times when it comes to things that matter, he's yep. not. Yeah, I'm like, so voodoo learned how to open the back door, which don't love that, but then when I ask him to stop eating bees and he gets stung and then eats another bee, that <laughs> that doesn't compete with him. Like, that doesn't, like, <coughs> they're, they're smart where it doesn't matter. Walter loves eating bugs, but he's never eaten a bee before. <sighs> Voodoo will eat so a bee, bad. start jumping around, crying and shit, and then immediately go back to eating another bee. They must be yummy. Maybe they taste sweet. He's just stupid. <laughs> so in the beginning, you said maybe we should train our dogs to be cadaver dogs. Well, all that time, effort, and money would be for nothing because you don't get paid shit for this. After all that work. This was probably one of the most surprising things I learned while researching is that You don't really get paid for this. And I also thought that a lot of these cadaver dogs belong to police departments. Mm -hmm. That's really not true. Some police departments may have some cadaver dogs, but a lot of the dogs that are part of the police force are not cadaver dogs. They may have other specialty training and purposes. But it's so specific to be trained as a cadaver dog. Mm -hmm. So they're usually using other people who have trained their dogs who have spent thousands of dollars, a lot of time in training, and they do this essentially for free. Sometimes they will pay for their mileage to get to a location. They don't even pay them to bring the dog. The police department doesn't pay people to come in. No. When they have a need for a cadaver dog, they'll put that information out there. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they're Police department is connected to some Facebook groups with dog trainers. I don't know. They put the information out there and it's volunteer basis. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. If I'm going to bring train my dog and bring them, you better be paying me. 
Yeah. And you it's have not, the money. And it's not only the dog. You have the trainer who has to be there all day. Right. Potentially see some really traumatic stuff. For free. For free. So the people who are doing this really are genuinely doing it because they love doing it. Probably more that they love working with their dog. But they're not really getting paid. If anything, they may pay for mileage. I'm sorry, but the audacity to ask somebody to come and do that for free. I was so shocked. Well, I mean, the police department. It's the police department. Come on. Right. I guess I shouldn't be expecting that much. But I was so sure this was going to be like a niche job. That was like six-figure earning type of work because of how specific it is and how needed it is i was so wrong so our dogs are already really stupid i don't feel like spending no the money to train them up just to be a broke joke i always yeah i always thought when like i'm listening especially they talk about it in like true crime and things like that Mm -hmm. true crime podcasts or whatever I always thought that it was kind of... I know sometimes they travel a far distance, so I always like, yeah, that's the expert cadaver dog trainer, the expert cadaver dog. They're well sought... They're sought after. You pay them money. They... they, Right? I'm shocked. That's exactly what I thought, too. Yeah, basically, though, if it's really far away, they might pay for mileage and travel accommodations. Um, Maybe there are places out there that will pay you, but... It seems like the odds are more likely that you're not getting paid to do this job. Damn. Yeah. I'm like, that really, really sucks that they're not going to pay for for this. Damn. I know. After all that, it's at $400 for the... That's just one pack of it. No. I think you're going to have to buy more than oh, that yeah. to train the dog. I wonder how fast they go through those. Honestly, that's a really good question. You know... I was watching a video where they used those. It didn't seem... I mean, he used a decent amount. It's a little vial. He used probably... I think you get so many vials in each box that you purchase. And I think it's set online. I can't remember. Maybe I can look this up and put there that in this information in there later but it did give you that information on the website where you would purchase it like how many uses but i don't remember mm-hmm. i don't Maybe think it was a significant amount that's crazy and why is it so much it's not even real human remains it's a chemical compound i'm sure it is probably a lot though to like research that and i was reading an um article about the volatile organic compounds is what the what they the dogs are sniffing out so things mm-hmm. like putrescine um cadaverine and they're very cadaverine sp- yeah i know right they're very specific to human corpses and that's why a human corpse smells different than a pig corpse and smells different than a did duck you corpse. at all find out how they're putting these chemical compounds together to be those specific scents without having a body. I'm just guessing they probably use... It's like... It's like... This is a bad example. Maybe cut it out. This could be stupid. But I'm just going to say it anyway. 
like a candle that smells like vanilla cupcake, but it's not a bit. It's not a vanilla cupcake. <laughs> Wait, that's so good. So how how do they do it? Obviously, we know what goes into a vanilla cupcake, like the sugar. Obviously, the vanilla. Maybe there's brown sugar. I don't know, but it's like okay. Well, that seems easier to recreate than a rotting corpse. I feel like I remember learning this in freshman Ugh. science class, but like, why? Why would I retain I just, that? I literally bulldozed through organic chem. I don't remember any of it or how I even passed. I never took it because I was taking. What's that? class called forensic science so i should really know this actually yeah, that's you bad should. i should never i shouldn't have said that you yeah i should know this science. hmm it was a high school class it's not like i got a college degree in forensic science so we're going to talk about some cases where evidence from cadaver dogs has been found Mine is from a dog named Sully, who has since retired. Oh my god, that's so cute. This was actually his last case. What do you think cadaver dogs do in their retirement? Probably continue to sniff out death, but... Just for fun. Probably, that was their whole life. Like, I would be nervous, what if I had a retired cadaver dog where just going on a walk through the woods and all of a sudden it's signaling to me? (gasps) Oh, fuck. Right? I don't know. These are Mm. thoughts that I have. But it's probably having a great time. Oh, yeah. In retirement. But there was a case, um, the Douglas Garland triple murder trial. And so in this case, bodies were not found. But DNA was found. They had the cadaver dog, Sully, go out onto Garland's farm kind of, you know, looking around for evidence, obviously hoping to find bodies that would really seal the deal on this trial. Yeah. To actually have some bodies found. He didn't find any bodies, but he did find a lot of really good evidence. He signaled in a couple of different spots that are super, super suspicious. So Sully was on the farm two separate times. And he indicated where he smelled what he smelled, which was death. <laughs> he smelled death. Um, and in the trial, they actually have the officer there that was with Sully, and he talks about the indications that the dog made marking these spots. So he uh, made an indication near a, it's called a fire barrel. A fi- that sounds kind of hillbilly. Chipper. A wood chipper? Wood chipper, fire barrel. Uh, I believe it was a hose as well. Mm, that's suspicious. A fire barrel sounds like something you... Well, you know, let me just look it up. Let me just look it up. It sounds like some... It does sound hillbilly, and I don't know what that is. Fire... Let's just take them on back to the fire barrel and they'll never see them again. Okay. 
That's exactly what it sounds like. So a lot of times you might use these for bonfires. I'm going to assume that his is a lot bigger. But mm. I'm. But they're basically a huge barrel. I'm thinking, like, think trash can fire. That's exactly what I was picturing. But in, like, a metal container that's meant for this. And a wood chipper. And a hose. So Sully was making these, identifying movements or, or marking the area in these spots and they did find dna there in these places the trial seems like it's still ongoing um i can do a little bit more research and maybe give some updates in the show notes yeah or in future episodes would be fun but i mean this is an older case so this is from 2014 oh wow this yeah so ongoing how much is it ongoing you know right. at some point they kind of slow down these investigations but that seems like a lot there's of evidence. There's only so to much you can find when mm-hmm. there's not a body to find. And it seems like Sully did his job in finding the spots where there was just only DNA evidence, which is honestly amazing. It is. He's such a good boy. Yeah. So that's just one case that I thought was interesting because it's not even involving a full human body or any kind of bodily remains other than really just scent if there's only DNA. That is so impressive. It just really goes to show how powerful these dogs' noses can be. Yeah. So they did bring this up in court. It doesn't look like they would throw out the evidence. It looks like they're keeping it as solid evidence. Because I know you had a case you were looking at where they were considering throwing out evidence, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my Sully boy story, and he's retired, and he's probably passed at this point, but I hope he had a lovely life, and maybe somebody will sniff him out. Oh, that would be so cute. A cadaver dog for dogs. A dog cadaver dog. That's sad. That is really sad, actually. That that made that worse. So the case I was looking at, um, I read this as like, basically a case file in the law journal so you went there i just want to be very clear that my understanding of trials and law goes about as far as 12 angry men and (laughs) legally blonde so oh my gosh please forgive me when i say all the wrong terms but on march 21st 2012 Violet Torres went missing from her Florida home and was never seen again. The last time they saw her was on some, like, surveillance camera footage. She and her husband, Sid, had just separated the previous September after Sid had gotten violent with her. Uh, When investigators came to the Torres' home, they found bloodstains on the wall, the staircase... And the light switch in her children's room. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that just... Oh, my gosh. It's chilling. It's... The blood contained DNA from both Violet and Sid. So, naturally, they begin to suspect the husband. It's always the husband. It's always the husband. Every single time. Yeah. So, he's arrested and... Before the trial, he tries to block the cadaver dog evidence from 
the trial. So they do like a pre-trial something <laughs> they, to try and establish whether or not the cadaver dog evidence should be used for, you know, evidence mm-hmm. in the trial. So this is how this all went down. First, they brought, the police department brought in a cadaver dog named Jewel and her handler. Jewel had a certification from the North American Police Working Dog Association, or NAPWDA. Um, so official. I know. And to get that certification, the dogs have to go through some sort of test where they are able to, or a series of tests where they sniff out and indicate human remains with a 91% accuracy. And they have to renew this training every year or two. I can't remember. But oh my gosh. Yeah. But this is... That's really intense. It is. It is. So it's a pretty serious certification if they have it. She had also been trained through FEMA. Okay. Like the emergency yeah. medical. She's trained through FEMA. And then her current owner you know, adopted her and continued to train her as a cadaver dog. So she was already, she was trained through FEMA and then this other person. So she has a pretty good background. So it's like the equivalent of like a master's degree for dogs, yeah. honestly. <laughs> honestly. So she's brought in to search the Torres property and she signaled at a patch of grass in front of the house. And she did such a good job that uh, I think it was like two and a half months later, the police brought her in a second time to search the um, parking lot at the police station. They had brought Torres, uh, Sid Torres's car and parked it at in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted like they brought, they brought the dog in blind to see if she would sniff out anything with this truck. But there's a whole bunch of other cars there mm-hmm. just to see what she yeah. picks up on. So one of the officers kind of cracks open the trunk and the doors of the car just enough mm-hmm. for her to be able to, you know, smell. And she actually nudged open the trunk, hopped inside, and then starts sniffing, like, vigorously down at that junction between the back seat and the trunk. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she finds a spot and indicates that she is smelling human Ooh, remains. okay. So then the officer removed the carpeting to see if she still indicates at that spot in the car, and she still does. So they bring in another cadaver dog named Piper to search the vehicle independently. So on a different day, but kind of same scenario where she's going in blindly with a bunch of other cars to see what she signals at. She had been trained through Palm Beach County's Sheriff Department, and she was also NAPWDA certified. Okay. And she went in and she say, signaled at the exact same spot that Jewel had. So there's two well-trained independent dogs. Why am I just imagining all of a sudden you're like, and they lifted up all of the carpet and they found remains. <laughs> they actually never found remains. Her body's never been found, which is really sad. But Dr. Kenneth Furton who is a big wig at Florida International University, and he has written over 30 papers about dogs and odor detection. 
reviewed the case and testified at this pretrial hearing that he was confident in the certifications that the dogs had. And he said that that was one of the major factors he looks for when he determines whether or not a dog is a reliable mm-hmm. cadaver dog is the so kind he's of certification. For certification. Yeah. And he also said that although they didn't find a body, he thinks that it is very likely that they are detecting traces of human remains in the car, even though that there is no body there. Um, he said it's very possible that although it may be a false positive, it is very possible that they are smelling some sort of human remains. Mm-hmm. Like the human remains were at one point in the car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So things are not looking good for Sid in his attempt to throw out this yeah, evidence. what happened to Sid? So the court was convinced that the dog handlers were qualified to work with the dogs and that the dogs were reliably trained. And there was also plenty of circumstantial evidence that supported the dog's findings, which kind of corroborated what that evidence and the court decided mm-hmm. it was it was suitable or it was like appropriate to look at that evidence. Right. Um, I'm going to talk about just a little bit of this circumstantial evidence just because. Yeah, your article's way better than mine. It's really long. There's a lot of, and again, I'm not really into law, so I didn't really want to go into all this, but there is a lot of precedent in here and other cases that they talk about with cadaver dogs. Mm. And so that played a big part into their decision as well, but I'm like, no. So. What happened to Sid? So I'm going to talk about the circumstantial only think evidence. Of Sid the sloth. When I say this, I think of Sid from Toy Story, that bad kid with the ugly face. Okay, oh, so that's a good one. Sid, apparently, okay. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. He plays spy software on Violet's phone because she, he thought that she was dating a coworker. After they separated. And he also said that if Violet's not with me, she will be dead. He asked a friend what the best way to get rid of a body is. He has... Why would you ask your friend that? I mean, I guess that's something I'd probably ask you. Right. But, but like, not especially in, in like... a way that like in a text or something where they can find it. Are you kidding me? I feel like we probably have some really weird texts in context oh, that's to true. our podcast. That's true. But, but we're not being investigated for murder. He has what? a very poor alibi for the time that she went missing. And she did. So basically, Sid did not have access to the family home where Violet and he used to live. But just a few days before she disappeared, for some reason, for no like apparent reason, he was able to access the home again. So it's a little bit suspicious that right before she disappears, hmm. he has access back. But yeah, and then he didn't call 911 until two days after she went missing. Like, and he had to be encouraged to do so by people. They were like, you really need to call 911. He's like, no, it's fine. Well, obviously, because you killed her. God. So... 
thanks to thanks to Jewel and Piper, Sid Torres was convicted of second degree murder of his wife. So he's in prison. Then. He's in prison. Yeah. And he never admitted to what happened to the body? Nope. He went a little cuckoo bananas in the courtroom. Okay, yeah, this is at his sentencing. He wanted to speak to President Trump. Like, he thinks the president's actually going to come and talk to him. And he said, Commander-in-Chief, the witch hunt ends here. Please talk to me. He wanted to speak to a monster named the Maddie Arella. This is really creepy. Yeah. And he like went off the rails at his sentencing. So I don't like know. And I'm almost wondering if it's. I want to talk to the commanding chief and officer. Yes. He's like, let me talk to the president, commander in chief, the witch ends here. Like what? What? I almost wonder if this is a play for him to plead not guilty for reason of insanity because they ended up having him examined by a mental health professional Mm -hmm. and but they did say that he does appear delusional but he is competent to stand for that's what they go on the competency part right because like obviously there's something wrong with you if you are doing these things right yeah exactly to a certain extent are you competent to to understand what's going on are you competent did you understand your actions as they were happening did you were you thinking i don't want to say thinking clearly but were you in some kind of state of psychosis or Mm -hmm. things like that that's more what they're looking for like obviously there's something wrong with you if you murder your wife Oh, my gosh. So, but it's just crazy. I mean, at this point, he's already in prison. At least be honest and just say. Yeah. I feel like so many people don't, though. That always disappoints me when people go to jail. It's so true. There's so many people who just really, truly take that to their grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the one last thing they have control over. Yeah, that's true. So I could kind of see that being why people do that. It just sucks, especially when there's no body. You could just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, this is where it is. So your family can have some rest. But yeah, but I guess they're in prison because they're not nice people. So why would they do something nice? Yeah, you're right. I guess, quote unquote, nice. Something decent. Decent, yeah. But that's why we have Jewel and Piper and Sully. Because it really is amazing that these, these cases would not have made it as far as they do without the dogs. Dogs are heroes. Dogs are heroes and they're so cute. Give your dog a hug tonight, everybody. And if you don't have one, just go out and get one. Go out and get Just Just put a piece of flesh out on the driveway and when you wake up in the morning, there'll be a dog <laughs> sniffing it out. Just, you know, rip off part of your arm, put it out there. And then poof, a dog will appear to love you forever. Summon a dog. Summon a demon cadaver dog. That sounds like some, like, murderous thing somebody would do, like. But maybe they have to, like, produce this. I don't know. I'm so tired. But I'm like, you know when you put chemical compounds together and then they become another compound? (laughs) You know what 
talking uh, about? I blocked out that part of my science class. Oh, this is embarrassing. But, you know, the, um... Atom bonding? No. I don't know. That was literally my best guess Chemical right now. Chemical reaction. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I got to cut that yeah. out because that sounded so dumb. I'm like, you know, when you put them together and they become <laughs> something else. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. And email us at number one plot twist at gmail.com. That's N U M B E R 1 P L O T T W I S T at gmail.com. Music credits to Matthew Modena, and resources are in the description.